You're listening to Out and Proud, a Fidelity Pride production. This podcast allows members of the LGBTQ plus community and those practicing active allyship to hear stories that support and empower folks being out and proud in the workplace and at the world at large. I'm your host, Joe Shaw. My pronouns are he, him. And on today's episode, I have the absolute pleasure of welcoming one of my favorite people in the entire world, Theron. Theron, how are you today? I am wonderful. That is too kind. (laughs) So thank you. You're welcome. We're going to talk about um, new beginnings, uh, new some goal settings, and possible opportunities for people to evaluate their life and their career in today's episode. Why is this particular topic of important, particular importance to you? So I would say, uh, again, thank you so much for having me. Really stoked to be here. Uh, for me personally, uh, you know, my name is Theron, of course. Uh, my pronouns are they, them. And we talk about new beginnings. I've gone through so many, I want to say phases, variations, new beginnings of my personal life. And so it's always top of mind, it feels like. And I think that's true for many of us in the in the community. So as a uh, transgender and non-binary person, I definitely know how um, many journeys it can feel like that uh, some of us uh, or many of us get to go on as we, you know, do some self-discovery. We um, really analyze those new beginnings and new phases and new chapters in our life. So whether that be legal, whether it be medical, whether it be social, uh, whether it be within the community as you move through different identities and experiences, um, it's definitely something that's top of mind for myself. So Thankfully, it uh, works out well in my professional life because uh, I think that it's really important that we're always uh, understanding, hey, where am I today? What does that look like on my professional trajectory? And then really, how can we be bringing that personal and professional side of ourselves into the work that we do? I love it. Well, stick around. We'll be right back with a full conversation right after this. Darren, thank you so much for coming by Out and Proud today. I'm excited to have you on the show to talk a little bit about your story and quite a bit about how listeners can think about the beginning of the year as not just a, an opportunity for maybe resolutions, if that's a word they want to use, but really more of an opportunity on how to maybe start fresh with their career or start fresh from a new perspective on life. A lot of There's a lot of newness, it feels like, around this time. We're going to get into all that. First of all, I just wanted to say thank you for stopping by the show today. Thank you so much for having me. We've known each other quite a bit. And I think within the time that we've known each other, we've seen each other grow and, and have new perspectives on so many things. And I wanted to start maybe here and really... Before we get into maybe some advice and perspectives and what people can do, I wanted to ask you about maybe your personal journey and how you can, uh, from your experience, maybe some uh, perspectives you have on being a member of the LGBTQ plus community and how you have taken this idea of maybe new beginnings and and new perspectives uh, to heart personally and how that has influenced your individual journey. I think that's a great question. So let's start with um, 
I think maybe just a little bit about myself because what I love about the LGBTQ+, LGBTQIA+, whatever acronym you use, the queer community, what I love about it is that for so many of us, we've gone through lots of versions and variations of ourselves. And I think it speaks to the testament of this community to really uh, self-reflect, if you will, and take the time to be intentional to figure out, you know, who am I? What do I like? How do I fit into this world around me? How do I change the world around me? Who do I love? Um, and I think just that intentionality, it's, it's incredibly brave. So I'm really proud to be part of the community, um, especially in that sense. And so I think as we talk about new beginnings, uh, it's something that probably a lot of us have gone through, whether that be a new beginning of changing your name, a new beginning of, you know, um, starting with another partner, ending things with a partner or more, uh, more than one partner, deciding, you know, how you're going to bring kids into this world or care for the kids that you already have. Um, and so I would just say that, you know, for me personally, it's been the opportunity to, uh, over the course of my career, also go through those new beginnings on the personal side and also the professional side. How do we bring those together? So I'm really happy with uh, with where I'm at right now. Um, I'm really happy with the the journeys that I've been able to take along the way. And I know I have way more or way further to go. Uh, and so I'm also looking forward to having that journey continue. I like how you framed the perspective in the overall queer community and thinking about how there are so many intersections within the community specifically and how there are many opportunities for folks to uh, have multiple instances of new beginnings, right? You talked about partner, caregiving, uh, name changing. There's a lot of potential changes. And I think what what is interesting about what you said is when we when we pull out of the perspective, zoom out a bit, and we think about the broader human population, we're all going through a constant state of change and having new beginnings. And I think we as individuals may not always be hyper aware of the new beginnings or the new or the opportunities for new beginnings. Perhaps that's a better way to say it. And I think because there are so many milestones of an individual's life within the LGBTQ plus community it becomes a bit more hyper-focused on this is a new beginning or a new moment for me as an individual. We've got a lot of days that matter within the community. We've got Transgender Day of Visibility that's coming up in March. We've got National Coming Out Day, which is later in the year. And then, of course, there's Pride Month within the U.S. in June. And there's other important days as well. I don't mean to, to skim over those because there's so many important ones to each facet of the community. I say all of that to say, I think when we're thinking about, I think when we're thinking about the new beginnings that exist and the new opportunities that exist, it gives us an opportunity to really decide what do we want out of the moment and how can we empower ourselves to show up as authentically as we want to in any given situation. And so I'd love to pass it back over to you and maybe get from your perspective. When you had an, when you were, maybe this is the way I want to say it. When you had a, when, maybe this is even a better way to say, it. let me back up a bit and say, when was a moment for you 
that you had an opportunity to have a new beginning and a, new, and a fresh start and just say, this is my opportunity to empower myself to go down this particular path. What did that look like for you? So I knew there would be good questions coming on here. So I'll just say another great question. Honestly, I might be in that moment right now. Mm. So um, I'm really proud of the, because I, I think it's important to also be proud of the work that you do. So I do say that specifically. I'm really proud of the work that I did to learn more about who and how I am. And so I'm, you know, the quote unquote easy new beginnings would be like my legal name change is something that I really hold uh, dear, especially um, in the state of Utah, being able to do that, having to advocate for myself, having to spend the money, put the time, the research, um, showing up for the judge, you know, I was on Zoom. So it's something that I put off for a really long time. And I'm really thankful and proud that I didn't put it off any longer yeah. than I did. Um, so I'm really proud of that. But I would say, um, and I should probably headline as well, I'm not technically a fan of New Year's resolutions per se. Sure, that's fair. So <laughs> this year, I'm trying to use the the language goal setting. Mm. I, I hope goals are more achievable or remind us um, to set achievable goals instead of these big resolutions. And it's the first year that I did actually set new goals for the year, but I did it in Q4 of last year. So I was really thoughtful, you know, throughout the summer um, when September, October started. I said, you know, where do I really want to be next year? And then I had to start those habits to make sure that I could carry them through and also to, you know, check in and make sure that that's what I wanted. I think a lot of times we say, you know, where do you see yourself in three to five years? Yeah. You might not, I have no idea actually. And that, <laughs> that's scary. And so it's okay to right. not know. And that could be personal, it could be professional. So I just said, you know, where do I want to be at the beginning of the year? Where do I want to be next summer? And set the goals accordingly. I think that also helps us review those goals and see where we need to adjust. It's totally okay to call it and say, nope, not working. I thought that's what I wanted. It's not. Or I still know what I want, but the goal I set isn't going to get me there. And what do I need to change? So I'm trying to practice just those really achievable, simple it could even be something that you've started to do and your goal is just to continue doing it because we know we have to build those patterns and habits. Yeah. I like how you I like how you mentioned the goal setting because yes, I know that there's a study out there about the amount of people who w break their quote unquote New Year's resolutions yep. within the first week, right? So I think by getting out of the I, the naming convention of res of resolutions and and shifting it to something that feels more attainable, goal setting is very powerful. I also personally think about how, from my perspective, I was recently having a conversation with someone and I talked about my, my, <laughs> a couple years ago, I went through a practice of intentional, intentional reflection and focused intent around a couple different pillars within my life. And that was excellent in 2020. And here's the problem. In fast forward to 2024, I'm still focusing on the same pillars because I feel like it's been working. It's good. Let's do it. And then it has become a, oh, I need to stop and let me do all six of these pillars. And and the person I was talking to went, maybe it's an opportunity to scale those down to the one or two that are still relevant and see what other opportunities there are to maybe shift that perspective. So coming back to what you were saying, having the opportunity to even just call the moment and adjust and say, this isn't working right now is very empowering as an individual to take control sort of of your life and your career. 
Yep. And I would say uh, it worked out well for me this year that a lot of my goals ended up uncovering goals that I hadn't Mm. quite realized. So without being too specific, but being very specific, I need to get up. Well, I want to eat more is my goal. It's really important that I'm being consistent. Um, And that uh, made me realize I need to get up at five o'clock in order to make sure breakfast happens before I start my day. If I get up at five, I now need to go to bed on time. Maybe um, have like good uh, nighttime routines, whether that be screen time or maybe it means that you need to eat dinner earlier. So it it actually helps me kind of readjust a few uh, areas of my life. And so I'm seeing the good outcomes from those unexpected adjustments which has helped me stay consistent and focused and kind of reaffirm the original goals I had set. Speaking of goals, when we're thinking about shifting that mindset to a career, when you have people within the workplace at all levels, and perhaps they're taking an opportunity to look within their career, or maybe even let's get, let's get a bit tighter with the focus and say, for LGBTQ plus professionals or professionals within the community who are wanting to uh, really evaluate their career and motivate and mobilize themselves to the next phase of their career. Maybe they have um, a lot of imposter syndrome, or maybe they feel that they have consistently been overlooked for development opportunities, or there's a lot of various reasons, right, that we see within the community. You and I have both been leaders within our Pride Employee Resource Group, and so we've seen sort of some of these conversations that members have brought to leadership and asked for advice. So from that perspective, what advice would you give to someone as they're starting to do some goal setting here at the beginning of the year and they're a member of the community? How can they take their uniqueness and fold it into a wonderful uh, strength that they can leverage on an ongoing basis? So that's interesting. Um, I'm going to say this and then we can follow up on it. Sure. So I like the, the uniqueness that you refer to. Um, I think everybody's identity you know, you get to define that. Maybe it's your superpower. Maybe you don't think about it. That's fine. But I would actually put your identity in any, like, you know, intersectionality, dimensions of diversity you have. Put that aside. At the end of the day, what I tell folks um, who I mentor or who come to me for advice, and it's the advice that I was given, so it's what I pass on, is you need to self-reflect and be able to tell me and articulate to others, what are you good at? What are you working on? Or what have you accomplished? And then what skills are you looking to gain? And so that's going to easily tell me or whoever you're speaking with, this is what I'm good at. So if you need these skills, like, please plug me in. I'm going to know that that's somebody I can go to moving on. Now you're going to tell me what you've accomplished, the work that you're doing, just to kind of reemphasize where your focus is and how you're utilizing those skills. And then you're going to tell me what you are looking to achieve or looking to bring into your tool belt. And so now I know, hey, if there's a development opportunity, if there's a project that might be a little stretch assignment, I can pull you in and we can start practicing those skills or gathering those skills. So I would always say, start there with the skills. It doesn't matter who you are, what experiences you have, what what are you good at, what do you like to work on, what are you looking to work on, what skills are you looking to develop, you know, start getting the answers to those questions, then layer in who and how you are as you go through that journey. Mm. So at that point, you can bring your, hopefully your full self, you're in a spot where you can do that. 
Um, and however you define that, I, I know we kind of toss that around, sure. like bring your full self to work. We do genuinely mean that. I do genuinely mean that. But now you can bring those, you know, elements of your personality or your lived experiences, your subject matter expertise across the community. Um, you can bring that into the work that you do. But at the end of the day, we're all here to do work first. So I really would encourage folks to be very skills focused. How are you going to contribute to your company? How are you going to help them be successful? And you also get to bring your wonderful full self along as part of that. Yeah. But it's not enough to have these lived experiences. It's really important. And again, I, I, don't, I don't say that lightly. So yeah. I, I take that very seriously. It's really important to take the time, the self-reflection, and put the work into understanding why these lived experiences are so important because they are important. Our customers have them. Our other associates have them, your, you know, your coworkers. But, you know, you do have to do the work to understand how you can best bring that into the business. Yeah. And I would say to add on to what you're saying, because I think that's very powerful, relevant, and is actionable. Someone can take that and immediately plug it into their development and their goal setting, as we've said before. I was even having a conversation with someone recently where we were talking about another coworker that we work with, downplaying some of their background within the arts, one person, and then another person within um, some of their work with, I think it was um, in the nonprofit space, right? And so thinking that in these particular instances, the skill sets that they had were not, you know, in the quote unquote corporate environment for which they were looking to get their foot in to this, whatever role they were thinking of. And it's, it, I think we're entering into a space is what I'm ramping up to where, where we're starting to as a society. And I think some places maybe more than others as a society starting to recognize it's less the role and more your skill set, and thinking about how does a transferable skill work you just beat me to the word transferable so keep going yeah well i was gonna say right so if someone is used to directing producing or working within a theatrical environment for one example those are multi-layered transferable skills that you can put into a corporate environment and i would say in a lot of instances is needed well i was gonna say maybe not more necessarily but in a very different way and you can start utilizing the skills that immediately. And then you can learn what is the business of the business? What are we focused on? What's a KPI, right? Like here are all these things where you can learn, but that trend, that transferable skill is what is key. And I think we don't often provide an opportunity for our employees to recognize the skills they bring day one that can be used. That is very timely. It is a, a current area of focus for the work that I do. And it's very specific. So it's going to be two sided. The one side, how do you understand the transferable skills you have? Because um, you might not know like what skills you need. And that's okay, even though I just said that you should identify the skills that you need. But start with can you solve problems? Are you really good at leading a meeting or a conversation? Maybe you are an introvert. But every single time you speak, you're adding new information. You're not just supporting what's already been said. That's a powerful skill set. Maybe your skill set is that you are able to synthesize information, whether that be written, verbal, or otherwise, and really pick through the conversation to get at the key nuggets and those takeaways. 
So taking a step back from, you know, when we say skills, it's not, I hate to just say like coding and design, you know, those are skills. We always use those as examples, but it's really important that you have those soft skills, that you have the ability to lead with empathy, that you have the ability to represent other dimensions of diversity, that you have the ability to go out and be proactive when it comes to problem solving and even finding solutions uh, instead of just finding problems. So those are all really good transferable skill sets. The other side of that is helping recruiters, hiring managers, even current managers understand how powerful those transferable skill sets are. Because if you have the ability to solve problems, we can teach you the team specifics or the department or organization specifics. Uh, to your point, we can teach you what a KPI is. That's okay. <laughs> but really, we want to capitalize on your ability to solve problems or your ability to lead a conversation. Because now we can put you in front of stakeholders to help um, maybe garner support or help us expand an area of the business. So we want to make sure that we're that we're tackling both sides of both identifying for myself, but also making sure my manager, my hiring manager is on board with those skill sets. Well said. As we're talking about helping people identify, I want to bring it back around as we're getting ready to close. Because the core theme of this show, right? We are an LGBTQ plus focused show primarily. And so I want to, for anybody listening who may be struggling with the idea of coming out and or perhaps they are out outside of the workplace, but are thinking about is now the time where I want to sort of be more quote unquote out in the workplace, what advice would you give to someone in one of those situations? I said earlier, I was really proud of the work that I did. And so... I hope others are able to take that same pride um, coming out for for myself. For many of us, it is not easy. And it for me personally, was not. I've had different stages of coming out. Sure. Um, and in the beginning, I was surrounded by people and in places where that was not received well, where I was cut off from my community. Um, thankfully, on these uh, more recent uh, coming out milestones, um, I've been in been in places and with people who are able to celebrate that and encourage me. So I definitely understand the pain that it comes with it, but I hope that folks are able to also apply that lens of, of pride because be proud of the work that you did. I mean, this takes immense work and it's self-discovery and it's really, really difficult especially right now, it can be terrifying and quite frankly unsafe. So I would also say stay safe first. That's always going to be most important. Please do not come out. Don't out yourself if you are not safe because um, we need all of us here. So I would say start there. And then, you know, if you are safe and you're thinking about it, I would say whatever is going to make you proud looking back in six months, 12 months, five years. Um, and maybe now is not the time to come out and that's just okay. Um, but I am really thankful for the people who were out and who were visible for me. So that's something that I want to do for others. And hopefully that, hopefully we all have a time where we're not coming out because, uh, that's just not important anymore. Um, I agree. that is a goal that I think we can all get behind. So, <laughs> and I will add, yeah. uh, be open to change because as I mentioned, I've had a few um, milestones, journeys, variations of coming out. So just 
be open to everything. You don't know. I mentioned, you know, if I need to wake up at 5 a.m., I now need to do all these other yeah. things. Sure. So be open. Enjoy the journey. Um, you might find that you have a new version of yourself that's yet to be discovered. And so I'm looking forward to that for, for myself again, both personally and professionally. Uh, I don't know where the next three, five years, hopefully more than that, take me. Um, but I'm really excited to to see what happens, and I'm just going to enjoy and be as intentional as possible along the way. Well, Theron, thank you for being out and proud. Thank you. If you would like to know more about how you can get started with Fidelity Investments today, go to fidelitycareers.com. That's fidelitycareers.com to get started on your Fidelity career today.